There's a sense of despair these days as we process so many evil events in our broken world. Mass shootings in our schools and shopping centers, the brutal invasion of Ukraine, and political rhetoric that serves only to divide us further here at home. God doesn't want us to be afraid. He wants to be our shelter in every storm. But how do we turn our worry over to God? How do we see any hope at all in the midst of so many mind-numbing challenges? Bernie Lacoco is a Christian brother, part of the world's largest Catholic order dedicated to teaching. His days are often spent leading religious retreats and giving spiritual guidance. When I reflect on the previous day, I'm amazed at how many times I've been touched by God's goodness, often through actions of other people. But if I take time, like for example, living in this area, not to take it for granted, or that I can um, still at my age do everything I want, um, that God's given me support groups. There are so many blessings. And so if I can balance that with the discouragement and the, and the evil that I experience, I still have a foundation and I can continue to live in hope and live out of the hope and see things in a better balance. Brother Bernie says in turning your worry to God, it's helpful at the same time to understand the importance of grieving. The Bible reminds us that the life of faith often involves the pouring out of your emotions to God. In the words of St. Paul, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For Sunday to Sunday Witness, I'm Ginny Pryor. And as I said, the foundation of my life is that I live in the presence of God, that God's Spirit is with me, and that God's love is unconditional. That when I falter and and, and acts of selfless selfishness, that like the prodigal father, he's there waiting. God's love for me. God's present doesn't change. His love is unconditional. So that foundation and my experience of being blessed, even while there are crosses, sustains me. And as I said, the most painful time in my life, the most embarrassing, as I look back upon it, was one of the richest opportunities for grace. It was the most painful. And if that's the only way that I could grow and prepare myself to be a better minister, I would gladly accept it again.
if you didn't feel pain and despair, you probably wouldn't have empathy or learn empathy for others. That's really good. And that's what I was referring to, that once you go through and you've been transformed by the cross, you walk differently when you com- a, a, a companion someone. You, you have greater compassion, greater empathy. You understand what it's like to be alone, to be hurt, to be treated unjustly. And that only comes with experience. You can't read about it. But it also reminds me how God knows what we need, but God also provides the grace that we need. That's great comfort. How important is it to do something positive to try to mitigate all the uh, evil in the world? And, and what would be the simplest thing you could do? You know, uh, I'm going to tell you a story that I try to live out that answers that question. My mother, my sister, and I were in Florida, and my job was to write cards for my mother to her family and friends. And um, so we were shopping, and my mother reminded me. Now, my mother's in her 90s at this time. It was oh, maybe 92, 93. But anyway, she reminded me that that's, I need to buy cards. So while my sister was doing the grocery shopping, I went over and picked out 36 cards. We went home. And while my mother was reading, my sister was preparing lunch, and I was writing the cards. I was addressing them, postcards. And I said to my sister, Adeline, what about Mrs. So-and-so? And my sister said, you know, Mrs. So-and-so goes on two vacations a year. She has never written mom. Let's skip her this year. So I said, okay. So I went on and wrote in. After I addressed them, I wrote a nice little message, the same on all of them. And then I said, Mom, I finished all the cards. And she said, well, um, tell me what you wrote. And so I told her what I wrote. And she said, that's very nice. That's fine. Now she said, tell me to whom you're sending them. So I went through. There were 35. And my mother says to me, what about Mrs. So-and-so? And my sister says, Mom, she goes on vacations all the time. She's never sent you a card. And my mother looked at each of us and she said, why should her behavior determine what I do? Why should her behavior determine what I do? In other words, she got the message of the gospel. You do right because it's the right thing. And I try to follow my mother's advice. It's very, very hard. But I know that that's what I'm being called to do. That's the scripture message. Jesus says you do right because it's the right thing. So I try to live out of that. And that can be as simple as starting the morning with a prayer? Yep. It it can be sometimes a person, I have a cousin, never, never, never makes a phone call, but loves them. And once you get on the phone, she won't get off. Sometimes I don't want to call her. But I think of my mother. Why should her behavior determine what's the right thing to do. It's a foundation. That's perfect.